Hello, everybody. Welcome to another GC365. We are on day 280, and today is October 7th, and it's a Thursday. Yes. I am Liz. I am the Kids Zone Pastor at the Mill Creek Campus for all of your first, second, and third graders. And I am Pastor Ruben, fourth and fifth grade. Yes. So, like I mentioned, it's Thursday. Thursday night football. Oh, that's tonight? That's why we have our Seahawks jerseys on, but I just kind of wanted to bring something up. So this GC365 is titled To Boast or Not to Boast, and it's going to be really hard tonight depending on who wins against the Seahawks. Well, who who are they playing against? They are playing against the LA Rams, and I live in a divided house. We got our divided house flag flying out front. It's now a little unbalanced now that my daughter doesn't live in the house. So it's me as a Seahawks fan against my husband and my son. Two against one. Is Rams fans. (laughs) But my son and I did make a bet. So Sunday at church, if the Seahawks win, I want you guys all to call out my son as he is running around the church wearing a Seahawks jersey. But... Wait, I don't think oh, I ever no, seen him wear a Seahawks boasting. jersey. Well, yeah, no. I don't think I ever have. No, it was when he was younger and he didn't quite know, like, I love my mom, I love my dad, I'll support both teams. Make them happy. He and- would change jerseys, <laughs> whoever had possession. But I have here my son's Rams Cooper Cup jersey and if the Rams win on Sunday, I will be wearing a Rams jersey to church well, to teach all of your kids. Hopefully Seahawks win, but if they lose, man, you guys better go to the kids zone and check this out. That'll be pretty funny. Yes. I don't know how I will feel about wearing it, but yes. So we have, we have a big rivalry in our house, especially when it comes to the Seahawks and the Rams. You have a rivalry in your house, too, as well, right? Um, yeah, it's more, it's not football. We like all the Seahawks. Yeah. It's uh, baseball. And I'm a huge Braves fan. My son, he loves the Nationals. He still likes the Braves, but not in the same order as me. And for a while, I was tra- when he was a kid, I was trying to make him like the Braves a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, don't like anybody else. Don't like the Mariners. I remember many years ago, we went to the game for the Aqua Sox. It's their single 18. Yes, yes. And we went to get ice cream, and they give you those little helmets. They put the ice cream on top. And I, I remember that they were like, well, my father-in-law, just get on the Mariners one. And I'm like, nope, there's no way I'm going to make that happen. Just get any other cup or helmet besides the Mariners. Just get the red one. Guess who the red one was? The Nationals. The Nationals. And since then, man, he has loved those Nationals. He got <laughs> so attached to that little helmet that I remember one time he was sleeping or getting ready to go to sleep. And I'm like, dude, why? What's up with you and the Nationals? It's all about the Braves. And he stayed quiet. I didn't realize till the next day that he was so nervous. He started scraping off the W off the helmet. Aww. I know, and that's when I felt so Poor bad. AJ. And that's when I decided to say, like, all right, go Nationals and <laughs> second team. But anyways, go ahead. All right. Uh, I think we should get into our Bible reading for the day. 
That's Probably. the whole purpose That's of being here. here, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's jump on in. We read Jeremiah 8, verses 8 through 22. And Jeremiah 8, 10 stood out to me. It says, I will give their wives and others to their to their far... Let me start over. I will give their wives to others and their farms to strangers. From the least to the greatest, their lives are ruled by greed. Yes, even prophets and priests are like that. They are all frauds. So in this time, the people of Judah were living a very corrupt life. And it was all about greed and wealth and worldly possessions. But what really stood out to me in this is the priests and prophets who know the word of God were following along with that. They weren't putting God first in their lives or holding God near and dear to their heart. So God is telling them here, I'm going to take what's near and dear to you because you're not holding me near and dear to your heart. You know what kind of, it makes me think about like you, you and I, our jobs, you know, we teach the kids, about God and the Bible and we should know better. We should know kind of like the priest. We should know quite a bit. Yeah. It makes me think like, are we going to mess up without actually knowing and start liking other things? And even though we know what we should do, where we start fading away and following. Oh, with, I don't yeah. know. It, it's a, it's a question that I, I started thinking about it last night and I'm like, hopefully that will never happen. That's never the case, but no, I, I hope that never happens either. Um, you know, I don't want to live in a time where the people of Jerusalem had fallen so spiritually far away from God and they were just not seeking him. Um, so it's a great reminder, seek God on a daily basis, stay in the word and don't hold stuff near and dear to your heart that are worldly possessions because the only thing that's eternal is God and our life with him in heaven. And then, I mean, it's great because Jeremiah, you were saying earlier that even though it says your wife, you're like, you don't want somebody to take your husband away, right? Yeah. So No, I wouldn't want my husband taken away. I mean, for me, I love my wife, but it depends. Is is she going to be gone for a week with the kids where I get the the house to just myself? (laughs) But no, the answer, I'm in trouble now, right? (laughs) It's no. No. All right. Okay. Moving on to Jeremiah 9, verses 23 and 24 stood out to me. It says, here's where the boasting comes in. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom or the powerful boast in their power or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and will bring justice and righteousness to the earth and that I delight in these things. And then it wraps up by saying, I, the Lord, have spoken. Big capital letters, right? Oh, I wrote them in big capital letters. Because it's so true. We need to focus on boasting in the blessings that God has given us, the miracles that he can perform in people's lives. Because just like I said... These worldly possessions that people hold near and dear to their heart, whether it's their brand new car that they want to brag about, or if they move into a new house, or if their team wins, 
on Maybe. a certain day. <laughs> hey, we're praying for it. But um, we just need to make sure that we have our focus on God and that we don't boast in worldly things. And we should be telling and yeah. boasting about what God has done in our lives because that can help bring people to Christ knowing what a blessing it is to have a relationship with God. Well, that's what matters the most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. find yourself boasting lately, Ruben? I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do it to a degree. I know like I have a kid and we'll have three, but the youngest one, she's two. And for yeah. us, that's a blessing. That's something that we prayed for and God, you know, we should be thankful that God gave us Eliana. So that's good. And I should be talking and giving, giving the Lord the praise and all that, right? But often what I do, I'm like, all right, I'm pretty good as a parent. Well, maybe not with the older kids. The <laughs> How old is my oldest? 14 now? Teens are hard. Yeah, that, it's rough. <laughs> but with the baby, with she's two now, instead of focusing on like, you know, this is what God gave me, I focus more like, dude, I'm a really good parent to this kid. And I even teach her how to say like... Like when the Seahawks were doing bad, I would teach her, like, say, go Raiders. That's my second team. Or uh, <laughs> go Seahawks. But then I started pushing, like, go Daddy. Daddy's the best. So I started focusing on I'm a good dad. I'm the greatest dad. And I started yeah. focusing too much on that versus I'm thankful that I have a you, kid. <laughs> you're teaching your daughter to boast. Ooh. Ooh I know. That's, that's, what, that's what my wife said. I know. <laughs> Okay. So, um, but you know what? I sometimes feel like I talk about my kids a lot because I'm so proud of their accomplishments and their achievements and they are really good kids, yeah. but I just need to remind myself not to yeah. let it get to the point to where I'm boasting about my kids and making it about them and yeah. not that God has blessed them with those gifts and talents. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so. good. Love that. Okay. Halftime. So, let's go to the second half. Yeah. What about the new? Halftime. The New Testament. <laughs> We're done with the Old Testament. Okay. Colossians 3, we read verses 1 through 17. This was really good. This was yeah. really good. So we're going to kind of jump around between verses a little bit. Um, so the first one that stood out to me was Colossians 3, 8. But now it is time to get rid of anger, rage, malice behavior, slander, and dirty language. So Paul is talking about, I just want to touch on two different things that kind of stood out to me. Anger. Anger is not a bad emotion to have. But what you do with your emotion, if you turn it into rage or malicious yeah. behavior, then that's not going to be a good thing. That's, you let it carry to the next level. Yes, and, yep. and that's when it becomes sin. Okay. And then slander, putting people down, gossiping, yeah. telling lies about them, talking evil. Um, those are the ones that really stood out to me. So I know you had something to comment on that. Yeah, I mean... I think it's great. But if I go back a couple of verses yeah. to three, four, it says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And it keeps going to the next one where we need to put away things that are bad for us. If we want to be like Christ, um, for example, sexual immoral immorality, uh, lust, evil, greed, all those things that we shouldn't have and we need to take them away. And, you know, we always teach the kids and we talk about those things that we need to do or the commandments and so on. Yes. But often we tell the kids, you know what? The best thing that we could do, we will never be perfect. But if we try to be like Jesus Christ and act like Jesus Christ, then we'll be 
in a good in a good spot. Yes. And that's what we need to do in this case. Jesus didn't like all those things. Christ didn't like all you know. So we need to take the, take all those things away and try to be as perfect as we can. We won't ever be perfect. No, but never be perfect. Take away all those things because yes. we want to have when people see us, we want them to be like, oh, that's somebody like he's a Christian. He believes in Christ. Yes, I love that. Um, and that kind of ties in to verse 13, where it says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And this verse was really convicting yeah. to me. Um, recently, I had somebody in my life that really hurt me, like deep down hurt me. And I have forgiven this person. I have actually let this person know that I as a believer in Christ, I am going to forgive you. Um, doesn't mean I have to choose to have that person in my life, but that was really convicting to me this verse because going back to the verse that I read before, verse eight, when I think about the situation sometimes or I'm talking about it with my husband, that anger still comes up. Yeah. And it just reminds me that I am flesh, I am human, and I can let that anger turn into something that's not good. So it's a great reminder that Jesus forgives us for everything. Yep. There's no sin that is unequal. And I just need to remember on a daily basis that if that thought creeps back into my head about the situation that I need to truly give it to God and um, forgive that person for what they did to me. No, I think that's good. And we often talk about how we need to love everybody just like Christ did, you know, yeah. he, and family members, we love them. We, well, we try to love them, but they're blood. And then we have our friends. We love them. We choose them. We try to choose people that are compatible to us. But then our enemies or people that we don't put them in that category as friends or family, yeah. it gets a little bit tough. But they deserve for us to go out of our way and still love them. Might not be right away, but not to go against them and talk bad about them. Because like you said, God sent his only son for us. Did we deserve it? No. no. No, not at all. So why should we not do the same and give grace to other people, even people that don't like our, what we call enemies? If they don't like us, they're not our enemies. We just don't agree with them, right? Yeah. So, so we're supposed to show that same love and kindness. And have grace. No matter who it is yeah. in your life. Okay, so Psalms 78, we read verses 32 through 55. And in this, what I got out of it is that I just can't believe that after all those plagues were sent to the Egyptians, the Egyptians did not go, okay, this is God. This is the true God that we need to follow because he sent flies, locusts, gnats, um, frogs, a blood river, yep. and still the Egyptians did not look and open their eyes and go, oh my gosh, this change. is a God that can do this. Yep. And, and for me, it's like, I, I was thinking about the definition of insanity, oh, where yes. you do the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Kind of re reminds me of like a kid who goes and touches fire and then they keep doing it over and over and yeah. expecting to be perfect. And that was the same thing with the people from the Egyptians where Pharaoh knew we probably should let him go, go away. There's bad things happening. But right away, he would change his mind and yeah. like, no, let's go get him. And it just kept going and going. And it's like, 
it could have been done sooner if they would have been like, you know what? There is a true God. There is a God. There, those are God's people. Let's let them go. But he, yeah. they just keep going back and forth. Yeah. So. I, w- I was really hoping um, for the Egyptians to change their mind. Yeah. But there is a happy part to these verses because the people of Israel listened and God blessed them by leading his people to his holy land, just like he had promised. So it's a great reminder just to um, set our eyes on God, the word of God, and not go astray from that because God has a path for everybody. And the Israelites, even though they went up and down, left them right all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. They were still led back to God and God gave them their blessings. Just don't give up. No, don't give up. Okay, so we're going to end with Proverbs 1 verse, Proverbs 24, 27, and it says, do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. And this reminds me of some saying that my grandma might would have would have said, or, um, to be honest, it reminds me of my husband. He says all these sayings that have life lessons behind them. And I need him to explain it to me. I don't (laughs) quite understand. So I asked his opinion and what he told me is that what he got out of this verse is that Jesus was preparing the world, doing the footwork before he built our place in heaven and also to find your faith before building a family where my mind went the other way. My mind went to prioritize your life. Don't overspend. You need to have your necessities before your comforts. It's not all about everything bigger and better. So I kind of like what my husband had to say about that. It was good. No, I think it's great. I, I do like where you're going too, though, where take care of your business, make sure that you're not, you focus on your necessities, but what exactly qualifies or necessities? So let's say that my baseball team <laughs> made the playoffs, right? <laughs> and tickets are very expensive. Can I spend that much money to go see the Braves at a playoff game? Well, if I believe if your bills are paid, your family's fed, you've got money in your bank account, and you can comfortably afford it, why not have that luxury? Perfect. But I think God might be saying that something differently because for me to be able to get that opportunity the Braves would have to come to T-Mobile Park to actually play the Mariners and as you saw earlier this week they got eliminated so I think it was a way of God telling me like Ruben don't spend your money a lot of money on a one ticket oh yeah Maybe a little too soon, huh? Talk Maybe about- a little too soon <laughs> right. to talk about the Mariners. Next season, we'll get, we'll <laughs> next get season, them. Next season. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, thank you guys, everybody, for joining us. And we will see you tomorrow. And don't forget, go Hawks. Go Hawks.